to help be able to try and see if we get Jackie Hendricks and, of course, um, Kenny Benjamin back. Um, uh, we got to uh, say goodbye to them nicely. So uh, we've got Dr. Kishore Shallow waiting. Doctor, just give us a couple of minutes. We wouldn't want to uh, keep the, the president in waiting because I understand that uh, in another two years or so, you're going to be the man. That's what I've been told. Uh, Dr. Shallow. So um, who do we have online? Do we have? We, got, we have Jackie Hendricks tonight. Jackie, I know it's uh, get, getting pretty close to your bedtime now, but of course you've got to watch, watch the news. Um, just before you go, Jackie, um, yes. uh, your impression, do you think the West Indies have got the goods to beat Pakistan? Well, there's a lot of, there's a lot of work to be done. Mm. Um, I, I'm wondering, you know, uh, whether they, they practice enough. I, I wonder whether that is something that that um, they are they are they're doing because I, I don't know I think that mm. I get the impression that at some stage of their innings mm. they, they, they they lose concentration they do they seem mm. to they seem to get um, into some sort of well, I don't know what but I, I I'm disappointed in a lot of in a lot of ways that some of our players have got have gone out in Test mm. cricket. Mm. And um, you know, and I'm I'm really, uh, as I said to Kenny Benjamin, you know, I was I was one of those people that was impressed with, with Hayden Walsh mm. as a leg spin movie bowler. Right. And I wondered why we did not um, give him a give him an opportunity. Mm. Um, I I don't believe in compartmentalizing people because mm. you do well in two, but that doesn't mean he can do well in Test cricket. Mm. I, I'm against that completely. I think mm. I think that a fellow like Lewis or or Aiden Walsh would be able to to hold their own and do well in, in Test cricket. Mm. Well, Jackie, I want to thank you very much indeed for coming through and uh, talking to us all the way in uh, the land of wood and water, and uh, we wish you a good evening. Right. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Uh, Kenny, all the very best. Yes. Well, we were trying to get back, Kenny, but maybe he's on his way uh, to do his program. He's got a very, very popular program there. Uh, in Okay. Uh, yes. A big, 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 big program there, I understand. Uh, and it's on Tuesday. But he doesn't, he doesn't want to compete with Mason and Guess. So what he does is he starts <laughs> it, I think, at about 10 or 12 o'clock in the night. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I, 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 I will remember. Yeah. I remember many years ago when South Africa came out to the West Indies right. and um, we played Kenny Benjamin in place of, um, what's his name, a Barbadian, um, oh Lord, uh, uh, brain is gone. Uh, and, and there was a, they, they boycotted the match. Oh, you're talking about Anderson Cummins. Cummins. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Barbadians boycotted the match, huh? Yeah? Yes, that was back that's in 1992 right. against South Africa. Yes, they played good old Kenny ahead of Anderson Cummins and Barbados didn't didn't come to watch the game. I was a selector in those days. Yeah, so you were a selector. Okay, all right. Well, <laughs> all right. Well, thanks very much indeed for for talking yeah, to us. All the best. All the best. Right. Good. All right. Well, we didn't get Kenny Benjamin. As I said, maybe he's on his way uh, to do his program. The phone just keeps ringing. Uh, but we want to thank him. Uh, for being on the show. Let's spend some time now with Dr. Kishore Shallow, who, of course, is the Vice President of Cricket West Indies. Good evening to you, Dr. Shallow. How are you? Good evening, Andrew. Good evening, Dr. Ford, and all your guests on this list. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, be before we do anything at all, um, what, what, what sadness there in your country a couple of days ago with the injury to your Prime Minister? 
terrible things yeah, happen. It's unfortunate. Um, I suspect that he is well on the road, uh, road um, mm. of recovery now. Um, he spent a few days over in your country, Andrew. Mm. Uh, I think you know, but he's back home now. Uh, mm. Covering, uh, you know, I, I just hope that you know, while persons obviously feel strongly about and you know whether to take any vaccine or otherwise, you know, we need to be mature, you know, and go about this our protest in a, in a very civilized manner. And I hope that. You know, that isn't only in St. Vincent on the Grenadines, but also throughout the region, because I've seen other incidents in other um, neighboring countries. I'm hoping that we could all act maturely and, and you know, mm -hmm. in and ourselves for putting our sentiments out there. But, you know, so let us see how it goes. But, you know, the Prime Minister is doing well, at least he's recovered. Wonderful, wonderful. Now, in relation to you now, um, let's, let's talk some cricket. I know you're a very busy man. Uh, your your head coach, Phil Simmons, came on only today and was saying he was disappointed in terms of the whole question of um, preparation. He's saying that uh, we got to do a lot more. But uh, you know, you know, as a, a talk show host and uh, trying to get information on that best versus best game, I don't think there was any streaming. Uh, what, what were the challenges that you would have had there in putting together um, that? Uh, uh, practice uh, game. In fact, there were supposed to be two games and there was only one. What were the challenges you had, um, Dr. Shallow? Yeah, from my, my limited interaction um, with, with the director of cricket um, about this situation, and, and if you if you recall to um, mm. Coach Phil, they make reference to the fact that the players even arrived in Jamaica with, mm. with you know, the credit to work. So I think what he's saying is not only in Jamaica, but even and arrival players at home, they were they were unable to prepare as much because I suspect facilities across the region are not up. You know, unless cricket competitive cricket is being played in some countries, then the, the infrastructure is not really there. Meaning the pitches are not prepared, nets are not up, and so on. I think that is far from ideal. Um, there were some issues in Jamaica, I'm aware, where it took a while for them to get. Um, the, whether it's COVID protocols and so on, um, the, this quarantine time um, tests, and even some players had some trouble, uh, a bit of challenge getting into Jamaica, coming especially from Trinidad yes. and so on. So it was certainly not an ideal situation, uh, but I'm sure the guys would still know that there were a few days, well, one more day before the test, and then they, they would certainly go. It's good that a couple of the guys got good knocks. In the in the in the match, the one match that they played, um, really happy to see Shamar Brooks getting a hundred. We all know his ability. I mean, ever since we've been watching Shamar, we wondered like how he isn't, you know, a, a fix, a fixture in the team at yeah. international level. He always seemed to be that talented, and I'm really hoping that this time around he can take some confidence from that knock. And really carry on. And the other guys as well. It's good to see the skipper getting some runs, Blackwood and, and others rusted as usual. Mm -hmm. And and you know, we hope that they were still going to be given some confidence mm -hmm. and put their best foot forward. Mm -hmm. Um Kenny Benjamin was talking about a big squad and he was, you know, kind of saying, But look, I mean, you've got seventeen players and you complain about expenses. Um, any particular reason why you would want seventeen players, Doctor Shallow? 17 players to be with the team. We see in this COVID situation, okay. you have to remember, mm -hmm. 17 is not big. Uh, we have been with that in, in recent time, at least the last couple 
couple of years, I think, where I've been out in 17 and sometimes even more. Okay. You recall that persons like Oshane, Thomas, Oben McCoy, Hayden Walsh, Junior, these guys mm. kept with the squad, even, you know, in addition to a 17-month squad, 18-month squad at some time, at some point. So, mm. it, what the coach requires, and don't forget, Andrew, that in a bubble, when you operate in a bubble, you no longer mm. could um, have the option of incorporating nationals as net bowlers. Right, you have to use persons within the bubble, and when right, you're doing right. it, you want additional bowlers and so on. So mm. there are different considerations, you know. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, cricket force and, and if the head coach and the selection panel requires, um, if they require, you know, seventeen or more persons, then once the finances afford, then we are going to do that. Mm. Well, your good friend Dr. Ford has made a, a couple of notes. I know you always like to, inter to interact with Dr. Ford. So from one doctor to another. Uh, Dr. Ford, your good friend, Dr. Shallow, is waiting for you. Hey, good, good night, Dr. Shallow. Um, well, I must say it's, it's good to uh, see such a large uh, squad, considering what the um, what the coach has to say. But would you agree that the coach saying that just before the match uh, started would indicate that there was some sort of communication glitch that it, it came as a surprise to him uh, at this stage? I don't think so. I, I don't think he's attacking anyone either. He just um, knowing Coach Phil Simmons, he has always been a very frank person when just, you know, stating the facts and stating how we feel. And um, I don't think anyone should be offended by it. Um, it's just the situation. And if the reality, we would have certainly liked to have had more preparation when attempts were made, efforts were certainly made to get the guys into Jamaica early, but it just circumstances beyond beyond everyone's control. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I didn't think it was an attack. I, I, was, I just meant that with communications with the director of cricket and the regional boards and the players and each player having their their roles and the programs they're supposed to be on set out for fitness and other things mm -hmm. that um it just surprises me that you know he he would that that would be the case considering the COVID's been around for so long and, and you know everybody has their roles and their their programs to work on yeah but the situation yeah. is, is is far from ideal across the region it's just i mean every day is a new challenge you know and that is what and it's not only in cricket or in sports but just life you know it's just very challenging things come up from at all times it's fluid you know and we just have to keep trying our best to remain positive uh you know in our uh, mindset and just make the best of every situation and i'm sure that despite coach fell saying that it is not it was an ideal preparation i'm sure he's gonna tell you guys listen that is no excuse for going into the game and underperforming and we still expect them to go and put the best foot forward and, and hopefully we can win this series against pakistan okay um we, we did speak of, of what happened in your in your island and, and also the, the debate that's raging in the Caribbean as it relates to vaccination. Um, is this uh, an issue at all with the with the cricketers in the cadre of cricketers that represent the West Indies, or do you get the feeling that most cricketers are in favor of vaccination? Well, majority, significant majority, that is, um, have taken the vaccine. Um, probably just a couple of players um, still, you know, for one reason or the other, 
haven't taken the vaccine as yet, you know, but it's a topical issue. I'm sure the, the players are very um, much aware and concerned of the situation because they have families involved, they have friends, you know, colleagues involved, you know, one way or the other, whether it's for or against the vaccine. And again, we just have to approach this thing, um, you know, maturely. We got to be informed with our, with our arguments and our decisions. And that is the best we can do. But, you know, cricket, uh, these professionals, they are not, they're not divorced from what is happening outside of their own cricket space. So they, they are mindful of it. Um, we as administrators too, we are, we are quite mindful of them, you know, where we could actually provide information. So I could say that in Winwood, I know Winwood Islands, um, they hosted a, a, a program, a, a session with players and a, and a very respected, reputable doctor over there in, um, in Grenada with the franchise is based. Um, and they had a session with the, with the players, give them an opportunity to ask questions, seek, you know, clarification and those things help, you know, um, and it's not only about health anymore, but it's the economics of things, you know, and it's just, it's just a lot of different dynamics that we must consider and what we could do is just keep informing because not everyone reads right in the absence of that and we have to be mindful of that to try and sensitize people not necessarily impose our own opinions on them but just sensitize them and sometimes that is, that is all it takes you know a conversation mm -hmm. um, it may be harder with some than others but we just have to keep trying but don't necessarily impose your opinion or your beliefs on others okay well i'm um, talking about about that and the bubble um, we, we know that in New Zealand, uh, two of our bubbles interacted and caused a bit of a delay during that tour. We, we are aware of Jafra Archer going home and not encountering anyone but reaching the bubble. Um, the three Sri Lankan players that reached the bubble and were censured. Uh, more recently, we had a positive test within our, within our group, uh, which um, was said to be a spurious uh, test uh does does even though that doesn't actually stand the test of, of science but um what, what i'm really asking is does cricket Cities have a position on bubble breaches and uh you know they, have you thought about it and do you have you spoken to players about it and any repercussions that could result yeah um we, we don't have deep order level have any penalties uh, or anything like that in place um but i suspect that he could have um code of conduct from the within the team whether it's the manager or the head coach they will be enforcing that and they'll be communicating to the players that and, and so far again most things is about you know knowledge and, and, and sensitizing people once they understand the situation and they have responsibility I'm, I'm happy that so far our players you know, have really adhered to the protocols. And, and I have no doubt, especially with that little scare, well, I, I might say a little scare, but um, that incident in Barbados with uh, an entire match being, being postponed, managing and up in the, in the isolation facility and so on, that, you know, they, they are now even more um, concerned and aware and, and are sticking to those protocols, whether it's, it's mask wearing and social distancing as much as possible. And all the other protocols, I'm sure that you're adhering to them even more now than before. Well, I want to tie into that that last match and the the revenue uh, repercussions from that last match, and also the the matches that were rained out. I know that you would have had a revised budget.
revenue budget for the home series uh, that still continues. Uh, and I'd like if you could give us a rough uh, assessment of how your revenue expectations have met the reality of, of collections thus far for the home series. Yeah, Doc, unfortunately, I can't give you the details. But I, I listen to the program most, mostly, you know, weekly already. And I, I heard Dominic Warren, our commercial director, was on. And he, he would have been the best person. I'm sure you can get him back at the program. But he is the best person to provide you with that kind of details. Um, well, I expect you to give me details, but I know that in your high-level communications with your team and, and each other, you would have, you would look and assess and, uh, things as it goes on. So, so yeah. I, I, from your knowledge base, you'd still be able to say if you, mm. you are, expectations are falling below or, or, you know, surpassing it. Yeah. But at this point, it's difficult. Um, I mean, there are different, there are different dynamics for us to look at, um, whether it's, um, not having spectators in, so gate receipts obviously will be absent. Um, mm. you know, I can't tell you the, the additional expenses in court right. because of actually and because obviously we we cancelled one of the 20s mm -hmm. you know so it don't have extra stay in the country that that wasn't the case so but but I can't really say whether we, we mm -hmm. lost or we, we saved or anything like that at this right. point right uh, um Dr. Shallow we know been joined of course by Philo Wallace but um just before uh, I'll go back to Dr. Ford um, so you're confirming that the the COVID case was the managers that we are confirming? Did I usually that just now? Dr. Shallow? I, I can't remember if I mentioned the individual, but mm. um, possibly. But what I'm saying is okay. that um, the, the, the situation there, mm. it was, I was, I was making a reference to the fact that it was a scare. Okay. And I expect that, you know, all our um, players, our management team, everyone will continue to adhere to the protocols and eat now more than ever, right? But so far, they have all been fantastic at adhering to the, um, the protocols. And let's hope that, you know, I, but I have no reason to believe otherwise that the, the Pakistanis will also adhere. And so hopefully we have a, a successful series. You know, um, I'm not speaking of the result on the field, but off the field with the protocols as well. Now, um, just a couple of things in relation to some of the cricketers. What's the latest on Shane Dowich? You know, um, we haven't heard anything. You know, you know, the last test match he would have played, I think the first test match against New Zealand when he came home. But we haven't seen anything at all. We haven't heard anything in recent times about Shane Dowridge. What's the latest on him? Um, the last thing I know, there was a meeting um, with, between the director of cricket and um, the selection, um, the lead selector, and one of our, um, or more than like Dr. Uber, would have met with, with Shane. And, you know, they, they had a conversation based on where he, he is and where, you know, what programs or support system we need to put in place for him. Shane is, is considered a very valuable player to us still, and we have to do all possible to ensure that, you know, he, he, he achieves his potential in cricket. Um, I, I've, I've, I communicate with Shane every now and then too, just to shoot a, a supporting word or two to him. And, you know, we, we have keen interest in him, and we hope that, you know, whatever the situation was uh, is with him, that he's back in maroon colors. 
um, sooner or later. All right. Your fellow Wallace has joined us. Fellow, good evening to you. How are you, my friend? Hey, Andrew. Good evening. Good evening to you and, and Dr. Ford and Dr. Chago for his presence. I, I, I want to ask a question. I'm going to jump in here, fellow. When last have you spoken to Dr. Shadow? Well, no, I'm going to be sending each other a little message. Hello, good morning. Always I, am, I understand that you've fallen out. Is that true? Dr. Ford told me that. That will never happen. I don't follow. I don't follow. Because you know in the new administration, you're on a big committee. Are you still in that committee, um, fellow? Or there's no longer a committee? That committee broke up and then the board uh, accepted <laughs> the recommendations in full, you know, in the task force. Dr. Channel was the, the chairman. I thought he did an excellent job. I, I, and Andrew, if I feel that, that something is not going right the West Indies cricket, I, I think I have the right to say it. People might like it or don't like it. Uh, Dr. Channel is, is a respectable man. He's a big man. He's a, he's a father. He will understand that every day is, is fishing day, but not every day is catching day. And we all want the best for West Indies cricket. That is what that document is all about. To get the best cricketers on the field of play more often than not, West Indies get the representation up. And we saw the other, we saw just what happened to Australia, Andrew. They came to the Caribbean and we beat them 4 1. And they went into Bangladesh, the land of the Tigers, and they were mauled. Mm. So you want to always try and get your best cricketers on the par mm. to represent because it's important. And, you know, if you look at it, uh, West Indies is a, is a brand, uh, a very good brand. And, and there's something called, you know, there's a price for West Indies cricket. And the more you, the more games you win, the more recognition you get, the more sponsors come on board. ICC then ups your money. But there's a lot riding on, on getting our best cricketers on the field of play. And that is what that comprehensive document was supposed to do. And I, and I respect for the West Indies for having me on it. And, and I thought that we did an excellent job for limited resources, I thought it was well managed. All right. Now, um, in terms, and someone is, is, is uh, sending me a WhatsApp here. They want to ask Dr. Shallow about Carlos Brathwaite. Um, doctor, I mean, here's a man, last World Cup, he won it for you. We'll never forget that performance, but he seems to have gone off the radar. Uh, can, can you tell us what's happening to the Carlos Bradford? Is he still in plans? Well, one of the things that Phil could attest to is that since this policy, this election policy um, was presented to the board, and one of the, the significant achievements is that we have stated that we are expanding the pool of players, right? And that has been the case. We have seen a few players pretty much came out of, of retirement also like like Dwayne Bravo, you know, even young um, Nicholas Puran, these guys were almost, you know, history when it comes to playing for West Indies cricket, uh, playing for West Indies team, and they, they came out. Now, until someone announces his uh, whole retirement, I would expect and imagine that they are being considered for selection. And, uh, and to my knowledge, um, um, Carlos, who is in our history book, um, I, I haven't seen him announce his, his, his retirement. I, I personally have been enjoy, enjoying his uh, his achievements and the field in the 100. Uh, you know, amazing individual. He's one of our natural leaders in cricketing from, from, from this part of the world. And so, you know, until the gentleman announces his retirement, I, I expect the selection panel of Cricket West News to, to be considering him. 
Go before it. Well, well, I, I just wanted to go back to, I just wanted to to go back to the, the incident with the in Barbados that made us um, cancel a match, and I, I just wanted to try to figure out what's, how could we explain one person in a group having such a result without the bubble being breached? Okay. Now, now give you, you answer me. I know you would have had an investigation and checked into it. And there, was, there, there was no breach, certainly. There was absolutely no breach. Um, this is a very strange situation, very, very strange. Um, that is the most I can say. Um, we, we, we are just quite happy that, you know, within a, a couple of days, that individual was cleared of, of COVID, you know, and, and you know, we, we continue know other one was affected um, from the incident. Um, but, you know, I guess such is like, such as COVID, you know. Okay, uh, going forward, uh, let's talk more economics then. I think that um, going going forward uh, as as an administrator, uh, do you envisage uh, the Cricket West Indies being able to fulfill the the mandate and the the hopes and and dreams and and the goals that you have for the game in the region uh, based on the revenue streams that you have set up, or do you think that we'd have to find some other method of maybe going to market or or maybe uh, creating a public concern or some some other method of financing uh, cricket in the region? Well, Dr. Ford, it's not easy for sure. Um, you know, it's difficult times. You know, it's times when you have to be innovative, you have to be creative, you know, you have to make informed decisions. You have to get the best resources and, you know, people involved in these decision making and you know i think that if we can do that we certainly have this this the, the expertise in the region that we can tap into where we we could make best decisions and and so i'm, I'm confident that you know with the programs that we have laid out that we came into the second tenure in terms of presidents with this character myself and the, and the other board members that we, we we are you know sticking to our plans um but you know there are going to be some deviations and so on, um, but we're sticking to them and we are hopeful and, and optimistic that we are going to succeed at least with majority of our, our, our plans. Uh, well, I know that Andrew in the, in the last two programs intimated that there was some disquiet regarding uh, the perception of some of the boards that they weren't as involved in, in creating the you know, the home series plans as they, as they should have been. And I know that we, we spoke to Johnny and, and Johnny reassured us uh, that that was not the case. But do you feel that your relationship with the boards uh, as it relates to keeping them abreast of, of your plans as they go on in the home series are, are satisfactory or do you think it's something that you will be working on over time? It's about having an, an inclusive environment, Dr. Ford, you know, and that is something that, you know, President Skerritt and myself have been championing. Um, so we, we spoke very early in 2019 about 
rebuilding relations with, with our stakeholders, government especially. And we cannot underestimate the, the role that the government and the governments across the region have to play. And what we are saying is that let, let us approach hosting of matches, hosting of series, hosting of events, you know, with, with Cricket West Indies, um, governments and the, the territorial boards are the national associations and that is what we have been doing and to my knowledge mm. in every event we have hosted right we have included all parties all stakeholders you know i've been in meetings where let's say in barbados where the minister um was involved the bca reps were involved and and cwi you know Perhaps were involved as well, and we continue to to have those discussions. And you know, it is absolutely important when you host a game currently in this COVID situation, especially. You need some exemptions. You need concessions. I mean, it is the only way you could actually host a match with the involvement of the government. And we have seen where COVID nineteen has has changed. The situation is so fluid that we have seen where. It's, you need the permission to come into the countries and to host these matches. So the government, they, they have a role to play. The national associations or the territorial boards, they too have a role to play. And of course, Cricket West Indies going have to lead the process. So it is an inclusive environment that we are championing. Um, just before you come in, Dr. Dr. Ford again, I know you got a question. Um, let's, let's invite Imran Khan, a journalist, because it's a very good question you're asking. I'm glad, Dr. Shadow, that you are online because I actually do have the letters um, written by the Barbados Cricket Association and by the Ghana Cricket Board. And I know that, Imran, you've been doing um, some, some work on them. And maybe we can bring you in at this point to do an assessment of these letters and, of course, get involved in the discussion. Good evening to Imran. How are you? And, of course, this is Imran of Ghana and not of Pakistan. And you always have to make that clarification. <laughs> uh, good evening to you, Andrew, and your many guests this evening, and all the persons listening across the region and the world. Um, yes, Andrew, there are two issues um, that involve Cricket West Indies that um, are causing a lot of concern, um, and a lot more than concern, I should say. Um, at the moment here in Guyana, that that being one, the issue of the letter that you have raised, I know there is a similar letter um, that is apparently in circulation regarding the BCA. I, I don't want to comment too much on that because I'm not um, fully appraised of that situation. But there is an issue regarding a letter that was sent by the, um, I believe it is the president of the Guyana Cricket mm -hmm. Board, yes. the CEO, um, regarding uh, effectively being left out, uh, my understanding is that while there was um, an agreement to um, perhaps look past that situation for the purposes of hosting the matches here in Guyana, that considerable fallout um, within the cricket board and wider afield within the political circles um, has happened since. And I understand that um, a number of directors are no longer attending meetings and there is considerable upheaval within the um, new administration of the Guyana Cricket Board as a result of, of this and a number of other matters, but mainly this issue of um, what is being deemed as the Guyana Cricket Board being sidelined mm. uh, from 
the arrangements uh, leading to the hosting of the matches between the West Indies and, and Pakistan. I know that the letter was sent, it is dated the 8th of July, and there seems to be some, um, let's, let's put it politely and, and delicately, lack of clarity. Uh, because this letter being dated the 8th of July of this year, and there is a report um, in the Guyana Times, mm -hmm. I, I believe referring to an interview or quoting from an interview that was done by the CEO um, on the 20th of July, which would have been after the 8th of July, obviously, mm -hmm. when there, there seemed not to have been clear answers regarding whether these letters were in fact received and addressed so that that issue along with the issue of the selection um of players to the on the 19th count um they, those issues are causing considerable upheaval mm. in cricket and there mm. dr shall you want to respond to that um i don't know if Imran was 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 hoping uh, if he was even asking the question um but you know I think um, from a board level, we have um, addressed the issue um, with the letter. Mm. And one, we are much more comfortable. In fact, we have hosted those, those matches since then. And I think there's a better understanding by our parties of their rules. And, and we, are, we are content with where we are with that, with that regard. I, I don't comment on selection at all. You know, um, that is a policy that I have. And I won't start no Andrew. So I think that's in this forum. So uh, I mean mm -hmm. everyone what I would say is that we all want our players to be selected, you know. Um but I totally trust and you know we have Philip Wallace on this on this panel right now, um and who he has been part of the development of our selection policy. And I am confident in the selection system that we do have, whether it's at the senior level or the, the junior level. And I, I, will, I will just assure the entire public that, you know, players are being selected on merit, you know, and, you know, the system is, is one that, you know, is as transparent as, as ever. And, and I, I just say that, you know, we're comfortable with that, you know, but there's always going to be a satisfaction when it comes to, to selections. Mm. Andrew, may I? Yeah, sure, sure. Um, Andrew, I think first of all, uh, we have to acknowledge the point that was made by Dr. Shahu a little earlier. It is considerably difficult to host cricket within this COVID environment. And I join those who commend CWI for the job that they've done. I know a question was, was raised by Dr. Ford um, with regard to the issue that led to the postponement or the postponement of that match in Barbados. But my information is that that, that the, issue, the, the incident that, that led to the postponement did not have to do, as Dr. Shallow said, with a breach of the protocol by any player or non-playing -mem non member of either um, the Australian or West Indies unit. Um, and it may have to do with the with an external factor that CWI had no control over. I believe you have more information on that end. Mm. So, so I believe that the, the CWI's uh, record in hosting the matches is to be commended. That's the first point. The second point is that I can understand CWI's anxieties 
to ensure that they're involved integrally in the process because one should anything happen the pakistan cricket board who they were hosting at that particular time mm -hmm. would not have called the guyana cricket board or the bca they would have dealt with cwi and cwi would always obviously want to ensure that they're in a position to have all the information and secondly cwi is answerable to the ICC under whose auspices international cricket is played. I believe that what may have happened is that in the anxiety to get these issues sorted out um, and straightened from a COVID protocol point of view, there might have been lapses in involving the local board. Mm. Um, it's, there certainly is conflicting positions that are in the public domain the ceo is on record as saying that there there has been no meeting in which the local authorities were left out and we have in our possession and it is in the public domain where we got it from a letter from the Guyana cricket board saying that they have been left out mm. so that situation certainly needs to be clarified because the gcp as far as i'm aware has not uh recanted on that letter or withdrawn that letter and uh, are in fact adamant that that letter is factual that they were left out in the planning phase i know towards the uh, end of the planning phase closer to the games there were meetings that were publicly re reported on where gcb officials were involved mm -hmm. but certainly they are adamant that initially at least mm -hmm. they were not involved and they're very unhappy and displeased with that and my understanding is that it has caused considerable fallout mm -hmm. i don't know whether it is entirely fair to ask dr shallow as vice president to respond in full given that he would not necessarily have been involved in all of those meetings though he's indicated that he was involved in some with regard to barbados but um certainly there is information there there is a conflicting issue that needs to be resolved and if it is if it doesn't get resolved Andrew, mm. i fear that there may be even more upheaval within um, the guarantee board which can have ramifications for cwi and we know um what road that can go down for an interminable period. We have seen that before. So that is a situation that I would implore CWI to resolve as soon as it possibly can. Mm. Doctor, you want to respond to that? Um, well, I, I met fellow, or did you say fellow? Or no, 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 Dr. Shadow. Okay. Um, no, I said it earlier that I, to my knowledge, that, that situation has been resolved. Oh, it has uh, been resolved. Okay. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, everyone, everyone, I believe everyone understands their role mm. uh, and it's a successful hosting of those, those, um, series, right? Yeah. yeah. And that leg with, with, with the white ball against Pakistan and hopefully it continues in Jamaica. Mm. Hey man, is that what you were hearing that it has been resolved? Well, if Dr. Shalou is indicating that it, it has been resolved, you'll have to take his word for it. But I have not received that information mm. from my local contacts here. Oh, there. okay. Right. But, but, I, but, but if Dr. Shalou is indicating that it mm. has been resolved, then certainly mm. we will have needs the 
um, second man in command of critical West Indies. And as you've indicated, when he came on, the president said waiting. So I would say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because considerable I, weight. Yeah, because I'm hearing just before we go to the commercial break that um, the, um, that his very good friend Ricky Scarlett would do four years, and then Doctor Shallow's the man that's is waiting doing. Is that true, Doctor Shallow? Is that the plan? Uh, we don't plan anything apart from the cricket. Cricket <laughs> first. Cricket first. first. Yeah, I uh, I know that Doctor Ford is keen to ask a question, but of course, uh, we we will wrap pretty soon because we want to spend the next half an hour or so looking at the um of the, of course the, the the teams and invite people to call and and, and give their squads. We're going to do that very soon, but um, let's take the commercial break. Come back to Doctor Ford and wrap it up. Of course. Mason and Guess is Burlington Association with a very good friends at ESA Field White Run, the best shop of the day. All right, this is Mason and Guest. I'm Andrew Mason, along with course, Dr. Andrew Ford. We've got on Zoom Dr. Kishore Shallow, who is the Vice President of Cricket West Indies. Uh, Imran Khan, noted journalist, and of course, um, I, I suppose maybe the Minister of Sport and Waited, because based on what I'm hearing, it looks as if the current government may not last very long, um, Mr. Khan, so he may very well uh, be in position very soon. And of course, <laughs> they're talking about your attorney, um, uh, Philo Wallace, who of course is going to be representing you as well. Um, so these are the very special people we've got about, uh, with us. Um, we're going we're gonna to wrap it up now with you, Dr. Shallow. No, you're a very busy man. You're also an advisor to the Prime Minister uh, there in uh, in, in St. Vincent, and I, was, I heard that you might have become a minister, but the, um, that plan was uh, shelved just before you announced the Minister of Health. So let's go to Dr. Andrew Ford, who may have a question or two for Dr. Shadow. Okay, well, I think we ventilated the, the, yes. the important things, but I, I just ask uh, Dr. Shadow, what's been the biggest obstacle to the right. most efficient running of Cricket West Indies thus far? Doing it. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it hasn't changed in terms of, you know, um, the, the situation has gotten worse, of course, with COVID 19, but finance, Dr. Food has, has, has stressed that over and over. And that continues to be a major challenge for, for Cricket West Indies. And, you know, we, we, we have been navigating um, against the tide, but uh, it continues to be a, chal a challenge, obviously, in, in whether it's a bubble or the cold environment. COVID-19, that brings costs, mm -hmm. costs. Um, but, you know, we, we are obviously committed to ensure that cricket is played. Um, the organization um, mandate really is cricket, you know, without cricket to be played, they're useless. Mm -hmm. And so we're committed to find creative ways of ensuring that, you know, our, our cricket is both male and female. And I'm sure you guys are not sure. I didn't listen for 50 minutes or so. But I don't know if you announced the theme for South Africa team coming as well. And it's really yes, yes. Some some women's cricket as well. Um so yes, we, we there are challenges, um, but we are committed to ensure that cricket West stays 
you know, relevant that we continue to improve or we continue to have cricket on the Valley Park. Mm. Yeah. Well, as a former teacher, I'm, I'm really aware of the importance of finances to any organization in a sporting endeavor, but but I, I would make the comment that um, I have championed and probed many uh, questions related to finances, and I would say that the the answers uh, that I've received have have not provided much clarity for me on several occasions. Be it no no matter which um, person from the executive I've I've interfaced with and and, and those who should know uh, and uh, even though at a given time it may be said it it can't be determined or it's not clear and we have to check it out we we never get a follow-up answer you know everything seems to just kind of fade away and, and i think that um we, we all know the realities of of finances and otherwise and i think um you know if, if individuals are, are gonna come and, and represent the organization i think there's a responsibility to speak more clearly on on these these issues that's just that's just a comment that I um, Dr. Shallow, final comments from you. Um, England coming next year. Have you been able to work out the venues? Because I know that is a challenge for you. England next year, have you worked out the venues as yet? Um, Dominic and Johnny and their team, they're, they're working pretty hard at, at um, finalizing the, the fixtures for the, the English tour, especially. Mm. Um, Coming um because the audio you finalized that in Africa, of course, mm -hmm. you know, there are lots of travelers who want, who want to come for those for that series. Well, two series separated, um, taking white ball is forced mm -hmm. and then break and then right, right. Mm -hmm. and, you know, we're all excited by, by that. Um, mm -hmm. we know the commercial benefits of having mm -hmm. to to um the West Indies, um, not only for cricket West Indies, but for the for the countries as well. Mm -hmm. Really excited about that, and next year, as Dominic pointed out in your on your last program, I think next year is a hectic year. Um, one of the biggest in our history, and so we look forward to hosting I think five international teams in twenty twenty. Ooh, a lot, lot. All right, Doctor Shallow, I want to thank you very much indeed. You always come on the show, and we're quite happy about that. Although I'm a little unhappy about your president. Um, doesn't appear in Mason and Yes, as, as he should. Um, I've spoken to him about it. So when you speak to your president again, tell him that he needs to come on Mason and Yes. I don't understand why. Is he avoiding us? Is he avoiding Dr. Ford? I don't know why. Come on, Mr. Skerritt. You've got to come on Mason and Yes. Come on. I know you're the president and get along very well. Yes. Yes, he did. Of course he did, yes. But I don't know. I don't know about the relationship between um, Mrs. Skerritt and Dr. Ford. What you probably need to do next time take Dr. Ford to sink is it, I'm sure. Yes. Yes, we know that. All right. Well, this is Andrew. Yes. Before you, before you allow Dr. Shallow to go, I sure. mentioned that there was a second interview and second issue mm. in Guyana. Yes. Um, of course, it has been in the public domain, and I'm sure that Dr. Shallow will be briefed about it. And he has stated that it is his policy mm. not to discuss the issue of selection. Mm. Uh, you discussed it last week with um, Troy Briefer, right. who gave some responses to the issue, the, the burning issue here in Guyana.
about only four Guyanese on 90 players being selected to the camp of 56. Mm -hmm. um, I, I have in my possession a report uh, from the director of cricket of West Indies, of the Cricket West Indies, mm -hmm. um, which is to me very alarming. Um, a number, a report that is specific to the issue of the selection of Guyanese players. And it appears as though um, the blame is being placed on the Guyan Cricket Board for that small number of players that have been included. Um, the report was prepared, as I mentioned, by Director of Cricket Jimmy Adams, who indicated in the report that a number of initiatives were taken to allow for the selection of Guyanese players to this camp. But a number of issues arose in terms of sending of footage and, and matches being rained out, a number of other matters. Mm. Um, so, so it appears as though mm. Mr. Jimmy Adams is clearly indicating in this report that it is the Guyana Cricket Board that has to take responsibility mm -hmm. for this uh, this, this small number of players, which is obviously unusual given Guyana's well-known supremacy. Oh, yes, at that level. What, yes. I'd like to say, what I'd like to say, though, is that I believe that this report, mm. though I have no doubt that it is uh, factual, does not cover the issue of what the CWI itself could have done mm -hmm. to identify players in Guyana. We know the issues which I have spoken about and which a number of the panelists have spoken about regarding COVID and, of course, weather here in Guyana. I understand. The report says that there was at least one or two matches that were mm -hmm. um, scheduled that were washed out. I know that there is an indoor facility at LBI in Guyana that could have been used mm -hmm. to assess players. And I believe that CWI certainly could have done more. We have an immediate uh, past chairman of selectors, Clyde Butts. We have a number of other individuals. Travis Dowling, I believe, is in country. The Guyana captain, Leon Johnson, and a number of other persons in Guyana who I believe CWI could have used to independently assess mm -hmm. players. Mm -hmm. um, there are players in Guyana who are suffering right now, um, who are severely perturbed, disturbed by the fact that they know on merit they ought to have been in the camp, but because of issues that had nothing to do with them, but that were administrative, they have been left out and they feel as though they're in the wilderness at the moment. Mm. And I believe that though CWI is indicating that the Ghana Cricket Board did not do enough or what it ought to have done to get those players involved in the camp, mm. that CWI has to also take some responsibility, clearly. When you have only four Guyanese players as a part of a group of 56 involved in a camp, yes. that is a situation yes, that has been raised within CWI, and mm. they have to take effort just as they had done. Mm -hmm. and, and I agree um, to be more aggressive with regard to the hosting of the matches and being more involved. Mm. I certainly believe that similar efforts should have been made to ensure mm -hmm. that the larger cadre of Guyanese players were involved mm -hmm. in that camp. Dr. Shelley, want to make a quick comment on that before you go? Um, sure. Um, and, and, and yes, I, I, I take your point. Um, what, what I would say is that in, in managing an organization um, which is such broad, especially regional reach, we, we have to ensure that we, we there's 
on a level playing field and there's a system in place that capture all cricketers you know whether it's in Ghana, whether it's in Montserrat, whether it's in Barbados, mm. wherever mm. and even though you know we were challenges you know severe challenges i mean covid rain and there are different things that probably weren't in that report that you know contribute to to mm -hmm. six players only including um four yeah mm -hmm. um now thing is when we selection panel and, and this is what i've advocated when they sit down to select team they don't select by country and so on so if these were these four players were part of the initial program identified and, and put in place by our high performance manager and our head coach on the 19. and it, it was just unfortunate that the other plan they had in place to identify the players which would have been those matches scheduled that they weren't able to come off and then of course there were some efforts to have some footage of players um but those two you know were not um substantial i would say are not, not sufficient mm. to get players reading however um we, we realized that listen this is about identifying talent this is about about the, the boys playing cricket and, and and representing west indies team and we, we are aware how enthusiastic these youngsters are and since then i'm, I'm pleased to say i won't go into the details Imran. Um, but Cricket West Indies and the GCD have since made arrangement to facilitate an additional four players who missed out on opportunity. Um, so we have some of those um, alternatives that you made reference to. We have done that to identify an additional four or so boys who should be on the way to Antigua any minute now. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. And that's going to be a big story, of course, in the uh, your local papers tomorrow. I know that Brandon Corliss and these guys are listening. So the news is that an additional four players from Van will be on their way to Antigua. So it moves from 56 to 60. So instead of having four Vannies, they're going to be eight now. I'm sure that would please you, Imran, although you would have wanted maybe about 15. Well, Andrew, the reality is, and mm. I'm sure you're aware that, you know, hopefully, St. Vincent and the Grandlings um, has hosted the online tournament um, uh, at least three or four times out of the last, mm -hmm. in the last six, six, seven years. Mm -hmm. And Guyana on the 19 team has done really well, probably as good as anyone in those tournaments. So no mm -hmm. doubt that at that level, Guyana has, has produced some really good cricketers in a recent time at that level. And so I think, you know, certainly, you know, the, the under 19 program could only benefit Mm -hmm. from having additional players and again it's no one of us it's just that you know a system was the put in place rain and you know there was mm -hmm. obviously had to explore other alternatives to identify these players and yes it took some time but mm -hmm. i'm happy that we arrived mm -hmm. at a, at a, we could have you know players exposed and, and hopefully we get the best players representing us at the world cup next year all right thanks dr shallow for coming through and talking to us thanks imran for coming through and talking to us as well. Always a pleasure uh, having you uh, on Mason and Guests. And uh, we wish you two all the best. Continue to listen to the show because we're going to turn to the callers now. We want to certainly look at the whole question of that big squad and perhaps, of course, looking at the whole question of this side. We're going to pause for business calls. Are we going to do that? Yes, we're going to do that. When we come back, we go to the telephone. So, Mason and Guests is brought to an association 
with a very good friends at ESF Field. Wait, one, the best shot of the day.
Best year in Dolridge was our, was our, was our number one keeper. Hamilton was there. And then he was leapfrogged by Joshua De Silva. There was never any talk about Hamilton being uh, this super, super keeper. Mm -hmm. uh, when you look at it, uh, it is baffling where we have Hamilton in our best squad still. Mm. Uh, I, I do. I, I don't believe that he deserves a, a pick. Uh, when you look at it, his batting is very, very poor. His keeping might be good, but his batting is poor. He has to be making other contributions that we don't know anything about. Mm. Uh, I'm hearing now that she hopes knees are giving him trouble. Yes, I heard that. You know, is, is this something that's going to play him down the road? He's our 50 over keeper. He keeps our 50 over team. He opens batting. Is that a position that is going to be up for grabs? Uh, his his knees hurt him. Uh, but, so I, I think that we still, you know, it is a, it, that is the best squad that they have. These are guys that were tested uh, involved against South Africa. And it's like, you know, I'm just going back to those guys. I'm happy with Shamar Brooks. I, I, I've spoken to him on many occasions. and He's done the right thing. He went to Jamaica. He scored 100, mm. and that is what the selectors want. They want guys who are scoring runs, and obviously mm. batting five and a half overs, mm. uh, which is good for him, spending time in a crease. Mm. Uh, but I, I take that, Andrew, it, 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 the, squad is a, the squad is what it is there from, from the last series. Uh, there's the, the, apparently, you know, they're saying they're not, there's not enough cricket, or there's more cricket in the region to really go outside of these guys. Mm. Uh, but it's very amazing that Shannon Gabriel, <laughs> it, 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 it has been given time to get his fitness right. Mm -hmm. And then we were asking questions about his fitness. Everybody said he's okay. So all these little funny areas, these little gray areas that are coming up all the time, and I don't like it. Andrew. Mm -hmm. As I said last week, I want some honesty from that panel. Mm -hmm. If that panel doesn't bring honesty, our stakeholders are going to be angry. Mm -hmm. You know, but I think that the squad itself, I hope that these guys can go there and do well. Uh, we had Dominique last week, and these guys have been in Jamaica now for almost a month. I, I read something in the, in, 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 somewhere in the news that the, the head coach for the again is not really quite happy with preparation. I don't know why, but these guys have been up there for a little while. Though. And I hope that they're acclimatized to the conditions in, in Jamaica. Mm -hmm. uh, particularly, this this best, some best game was played at Sabine Park. So they got some some practice on the actual surface. Mm -hmm. And I do hope that they can do well. I, I drew my, my 11, I, I think oh. I will leave with 6. Okay, yeah, okay. I, I will go straight into it. Andrew. Okay, Philo Wallace is 11. Yes. Well, I'm going to, I'm this, uh, this, I'm going to leave out and come upon him. Okay. Raheem Cornwall. Mm -hmm. Jamar Hamilton. Mm -hmm. Shea Hope. And, uh, and mm -hmm. Shemar Holder, Jamar Warwick. Those are the six I will leave. So say that again, Philo. I just want to make a note. You leave out Bonner. Yeah, I, I, I leave out Bonner. You're right. Cornwall. Cornwall. Hamilton. Hamilton, for sure. Shemar Holder. Shemar Holder. Shea Hope. Shea Hope. Mm -hmm. And Jamal Warrington does a six. A and Jamal Warrington. Oh, interesting. I think okay. I, I think that Shamar Brooks should play mm -hmm. at number three. Mm -hmm. I think he has the best technique you know, of all the vast. Right. And I think that he has a temperament right. to control that middle order. I, I think that uh, not going to Bangladesh would have been a vehicle call for him. And, and I'm happy for him. Andrew, if I had a hack, I'd take it off. Right. Uh, I think that he is the man that we have to build our middle order around. There's not that Bravo. He's been given time over the bubble. But he was in the bubble mm. from a long time ago. And he's been given time out of the bubble according to the lead selector. So I think that Shamar Brooks should take up his responsibility. Mm. And also our vice captain, Andrew, mm. needs to show that he really wants to be our vice captain and show maturity. Mm. He's at home now in Jamaica. I don't know if they're going to be any spectators. But I think that also has to wake up and realize that he carries a big burden of our battle in that middle order. 
you know Ross and Chase will come with this calm, cool and collectiveness. I, I tried to solidify, but people like that would have been given the opportunity and tied with vice captain. If Craig Braffitt leaves that field, Blackwood is the man who has to lead that team. And he has to show a bit more maturity. And if Blackwood does not show maturity, I'll be asking selectors to tell Blackwood good night. Good night. We cannot continue to have these immature dismissals yeah. in our test matches. He's been over 30 test matches now. And he should be learning. And I, I hope Pakistan is going to come hard on Joe. Don't fool yourself. Azam is a very good leader. And he's young. And you have the respect within that unit. Mm. And they have fast bowlers. They don't need any medium no, pace. No. They have fast bowlers and they're going to swing the ball. And and you have a quality coach like a quality coach like Wakar Yunus mm. and Mr. Berhak and oh, guys, big, big names, Mark big names. Yeah, yeah. Oh, big names, Philo. I didn't know that coming to the region is a right. massive, the massive challenge. They're going to get those guys to really be chirpy. Mm. And our batsmen mm. have to put Good totals on the board and put some pressure on Pakistan. And also have the spinners. So we need to play a good cricket match. Mm. I hope that leave head coach Phil Simmons and the rest of the team mm. and get these guys to stay focused and play solid test match cricket. We don't want to lose this series again. No, we can't. Phil, Phil we got a couple of calls. Hello, welcome, Mason and Guess. Hello, welcome. Hi, Andrew. Andrew. Hello, Mason. Yes, you're, 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 you're live. I'm live, yeah. Mr. Mason, as I started to put on your wrist before I go to my comment. Now, your promo used to be cut a date and don't be late. But yet you still keep putting the people barbarously. You keep reading the real name, Mr. Mason. Sometimes they're forgetting us. Mm. You know, although you go out to yourself, you have a date and don't be late. Even when Holder was not from the 
he, he, he won it and he 2020. Instead of giving me time to concentrate on tech, he went to India, made some good scores and pick him back. Instead of, he was always on the way. No, after you had made a statement that you gave him time for the test matches. Rick should be with the squad ever since. Mm. But now you're saying like the strength of the body. It wasn't very strong that he was left out. Mm. I agree with Phil in terms of Hamilton. Hamilton was a wrong win. As you said, Doris was there. Then he went off his team. Mm. This gentleman came, came in December. How come he got back here now? Right. Mm. Interesting. Listen, we could try to walk behind his thumb if the devil feels. So, so, so Carl, I got my pen here. Um, the six that you leave out? Can, can you can you give me the six you leave out? Well, obviously Hamilton can get left out. Um, you ha so you leave out Hamilton? Well, of course, of course, even if, even if the player squad left more than eleven. Okay, who else you leave out? Cornwall. Cornwall, yeah. Um, if if you leave out, I believe one of them get left. Of course, Shamar Holder. Yeah, I believe he. So that's get three. Left you still got another three to go. <laughs> I don't really study the day. Okay, all right. Okay, that's that's unfair. Yeah. To, okay, that, that, that's yeah. unfair. But I'm still looking forward to that. It is the problem in our heart. Of course, you know. Yeah. You know, your heart tells you mm. that we're still living, but your common sense to tell you how to win. And and what was on in front because if by start bowling like that, gonna get some trouble. Mm. Mm. Like I thought, the man was back last year when he when he got his thirty or forty that night and met. Mm. It's point men or six men, men that that's good enough to win right. twenty twenty. Mm. Then you go to fifty overs or that much, the thirty to me is not going to be good enough. Mm. I would like that thing to win as a West Indian, but as a man that's talking about forget anything, I would like to see I would I would say Pakistan would win. Pakistan would win. Yeah, I'm glad you're calling for the president to come back on. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's been, been absent. Lost. I don't know what's going Many on there. He was very, he was very, very um, present when he wanted to win. <laughs> what an observation! Yeah, but I don't understand why. He was complaining. He was complaining that Cameron wasn't available. He didn't yeah. come in there. Yeah. And yeah, the yeah. Maybe he's afraid of the, maybe he's afraid of Doctor Ford. Nokia and he was out on caution out of cricket. 
he came back in this game and he scored it. But the thing is, Andrew, is that when you look at the quality of a Bonner and the quality of a Brooks, although they're two Bs, Brooks will have to get the nod. Because I think Brooks possesses more quality as a batsman than Bonner. Brooks brings that that extra elegance. He brings a calmness. He, he, he's a lead as well. He's led or rested this year team with a lot of success. And, and, and I think that we need to give him a, 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 that responsibility to lead that middle order. We saw Kyle, Kyle Mears has went, in, went into a little slump against South Africa. You know, he, he, he but we were expecting him to come against Pakistan and, and, and better those performances because he too also now has to realize, look, a double hundred is gone. Now we have to look now to settle and, and look the bat a bit more purposeful, more with more maturity uh, against the Pakistanis. But I, if I was if I was at that selection table, no disrespect to Ankuma Bonner, uh, Andrew, but when you look at the Ankuma Bonner and the Shamar Brooks, I would have to give my vote to Shamar Brooks before I give it to Ankuma Bonner. Mm. I am not so certain that uh, uh, Bonner, but you know that these Pakistanis are going to come hard. But I will give my and Brooks a score 134. He said he looked good in that game again up in Jamaica. So I, I think that the man in form should always get the play. Mm. Well, I score 15 second innings. But when you look at it, I look at the quality of the innings in the, of Brooks. And it was a good innings. Mm. You know, five and a half hours, 24s and two sixes and 134. I, I think that's quality batting. I think that is, that's what West Indies have missed. Mm. I thought that Dan Bravo would have been that bad to really marshal on the order. We had Marlon Sanders before him, who was doing a fantastic job, and then obviously, you know, time got on his side. But we, we thought Dan Bravo would have been that person. And he, he obviously, certainly, he has not been the person. We have Blackwood, which we are trying with. And I think that Shamar Brooks can come back into that middle order and solidify it and bring up in a class. I think this cricket middle order batsman always had a little class. And I think if you bring a classy player, sometimes it, it lifts the spirit of the team. And I think he's, he, he's on top of his game, he's understanding what he's about now. And I think he should get the opportunity. And it's no disrespect to Bonner, but I know that the Jamaicans don't want the Jamaicans to play at home. Fair enough. But I'm dealing with West Indies cricket. I'm not dealing with home terms at all. I'm dealing strictly here with West Indies cricket. Mm. Well, the light listen from St. Kitts, just wishing the West Indies team all the best. We want to thank you uh, for that. A couple more coming in before we get a comment from uh, Dr. Ford. This one is from Queens in New York. I'm listening. Uh, my 11, Braffitt, Powell, uh, Brooks, Mears, Blackwood, Chase, Holder, De Silva, Joseph, Seals, and Roach. Uh, that is one coming in as well. And someone here is saying, oh, fellow must be, but I can't call the word, selecting Brooks before Bonner. That is going to be a sticking point, Andrew. That's going to be a sticking point. And, and I don't mind the lashes I am going to receive, but I'm looking at quality of player. Mm. I think bring, Brooks will bring more value to West Indies middle order than Enkuma Bonner. I'm not taking anything away from Bonner. He went to Bangladesh and, and, and it's done wonderfully well. But when we saw against South Africa, we saw him back in the way which he got struck in his head. Mm. We've seen that Pakistan is going to come with pace again. And you know how lashes when you get hit, Andrew. It's yeah. always in the back of your mind. You get hit again mm. unless you're really, really brave. But I, I am not taking anything away from the young man. But I, was, I believe that Brooks brings more to the West Indies team now. Mm. At this current juncture, we need a little class in our middle. 
Andrew. Mm. That's what we need. We need a little class in our middle. And even if so, every top F1 doesn't play, and Blackwood doesn't get it right. They see these two test matches as well. You know, a fellow will say, well, give him another test match. Mm. If Blackwood doesn't get it right as well, we can even look at replacing Blackwood right. with the test match. Well, he's definitely going to start. Right. But I think that at this, this critical juncture, this first test match, mm. I think Brooks should get the play. Okay. Uh, for Phil, a, a couple of calls as well. We got a couple of people on WhatsApp. Let's try and sneak a couple of calls in. Hello, welcome, Mason and Guess. Okay. Good night to you, guys. Uh, good night to you, sir. Yes. I uh, I have to agree in principle with Phil, Phil Wallace, in having to select Shamar Brooks over Bonner. Yes. You listen to your uh, radio. You listen to your radio. Have, what I'm saying is, what I can say is that, mm. what I can say is that going forward, I am, I'm hoping Shamar Brooks live up to the, live up to expectations. Mm. The middle order for many years needs re, 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 reinforcing and has needed to be strengthened for many years as a support for the opening batsman. We are hoping that the opening pair does do solidify they're bad in, they're bad in order went into this test against Pakistan. Mm. I am not too I'm not too optimistic of West Indies um, or fancy West Indies chances against Pakistan. I don't know what Pakistan is going to bring at them. Mm. But what I can say, comprehensive comprehensive training, focus is needed going forward into this test match. Uh, I'll call it, call it just before you go. Forty-four one seven eight. You're trying to stick another call in. We just got another one. Uh, three, four, three or four minutes left in the show. So you, um, in relation to the seventeen-man squad, who would you leave out? Have you looked at the squad? I've got my in looking, here. At, in looking at the squad. Who would you leave out? I I wouldn't speak that so much. I wouldn't speak that so much. I have to leave it. I have to see what really. Um, right. Not really, the team oh. is really careful of going into Pakistan. All right. Okay. Thanks for your contribution. We're going to try and sneak up one or two more in. Hello, welcome, Mr. I guess. Uh, Ronnie yeah. Clark says one more. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah yes. Good evening. Yeah. Good evening. Um, I, 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 I can't agree with uh, uh, Phil. So, you can't agree with Phil. I, I mean, he's saying that we just still want to trick, you know, he's just negotiating. But how about you? captain and our one of us senior batsmen. Okay. Yeah. doesn't get it. Blackman doesn't look Blackman doesn't look right in that first I just want to interrupt you here, Philo. We got one coming in from Canada. They listen in Canada. I'm calling from Canada. Um and Andrew asked Philo if he'd look at the respective test averages of Brooks and Bonner. Hasn't Brooks had his fair share of chances and failed? Oh, Andrew, fellow. Andrew, I, I, I don't look at, I don't look at averages. I, I look at quality of players. Oh, Andrew, a man can a test match never look at a fellow who can push one run. Right. Mm. Okay, we look too much at stats, but right. I think we are running ourselves into problem with stats. Right. I look at quality of a player from the ones he scored. Bonner batted well.
Ireland, and the next I saw him against South Africa, and he was going to the leg side. He got struck in his head. Mm, he scored 50 something the other day, and I told congratulations to him. Well, I'm, I'm not taking anything away from it. But when you look at the quality of a Shamar Brooks next to and Kuma Bono, I would have to put my vote to Shamar Brooks. I think he brings the quality that we want. Mm. He brings that, he brings that respect. He has that respectability within that unit. Mm. At least in that, that said he's going to bring, he's going to bring something to the back end. I think if you're going to bring a man back into a squad, he scored 134 as a best game. And then you can tell me you can put him down and make him 12 or 35. Mm. That's something is wrong because he is informed. There isn't, there isn't a lot of cricket being played. And score 134, 34 when there's not a lot of cricket being played. That means you'll be doing something right. And he has he, he has confidence. Why right. does he take a man has confidence? I'm putting mm. people off man and bring drinks. Right. It's not fear. Uh, it's not fear. taking anything away from Warner. It's just that at this juncture, because yeah. there's only two test matches, Andrew. Yeah. You need to hit the road running. Running. All right. Phil, I want to thank you. Time is is you know up. Sometimes we we we're having fun. I know that Doctor Ford knows that he's very much a man who likes to go past eight o'clock. It's a minute past. Uh, but it's a minute too. So we're gonna want to. I'm um, thank you, Phil, for being very much. So Doctor Ford, you didn't have a lot to say towards the end, but of course, um, uh, we'll make up next time. We want to thank all those who participated. The show Imran can absolutely be brilliant. We heard from Doctor Kishore Shallow, who was on the ball as usual. We heard from Jackie Hendricks. They talked about the pitch at Savannah Park. That was an education. And really and truly, it was good to have Kenny Flipper Benjamin, who said he would play Cornwall ahead of Ruston Chase. I'm Andrew Mason. Here's hoping for a Friday tomorrow. It's good night.